Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take, on NFL Contract and Salary Cap Matters. Um, this week, we are going to try to put into context the uh, surprising extension given to Taysom Hill by the Saints. Um, On Monday, um, the Saints raised some eyebrows by extending Taysom Hill's contract. It's a four-year, $40 million extension. There's $21.5 million in guarantees and $10 million um, fully guaranteed at signing. I got to say, I didn't have a Taysom Hill contract extension on my radar screen for something happening this season. As we all know, Hill lost a training camp preseason battle to be the starting quarterback to replace Drew Brees. Jameis Winston beat him out as a starting quarterback. Um, had He had a concussion earlier this year, and after Winston got hurt, um, Trevor Simeon's been the quarterback, and Hill's gone back into his... Um, Swiss Army Knife, kind of of jack-of-all-trades hybrid role. But this isn't the first um, Taysom Hill contract this year, which has made headlines. Um, In March, um, prior to the start of the new league year, um, he did a uh, contract restructure for salary cap purposes, which caused some confusion because of the way it was reported. The headlines were he signed a $140 million four-year extension. That was not true, but it did cause some confusion among fans, Saints fans. Um, it was a cap maneuver, which a garden variety cap maneuver in a lot of respects that you see teams do, particularly this year where you add extra years, which aren't real years, to the contract so you can stretch out the money which is being treated as signing bonus and prorated over a longer period of time. And that's exactly what was done in this case. And the Saints needed to do a lot of salary cap gymnastics because they're a team which kicks the can down the road by pushing today's cap obligations off until tomorrow, more so than the other team. And with the cap dropping from $198.2 million to $182.5 million this year, then that caused huge problems. Saints were going to have to shed about $110 million of cap commitments to be compliant for the salary cap when the league year started on March 17th. So practically every contract they could restructure was done. That included Hills. And 
Hill originally was scheduled to make $12.159 million, still making that with a $16.159 million cap number. What was done was they took his base salary of $10.72 million, $5.72 million was fully guaranteed, Drop, chopped that down to $1.034 million, which is fully guaranteed, and took his $1.439 million fifth-day league year roster bonus and made that so they could prorate it over the cap. Um, so they're turning $11.125 million of money into what can be prorated and treated as signing bonus. And in turn, they created $8.9 million of cap space that way. His new cap number for 2021, $7.259 million. So, turns out, they needed those base salaries, which were $35 million per year in each year. Um, they were for a legitimate purpose. Um, there's a rule that if you do a contract extension, you can't provide a salary increase for one year. So in this case, if you've done a at the voided voidable slash dummy fake dummy years of minimum base salaries, this extension that just happened doesn't get done. Because even though they're not real years, they're gonna void right now, they are actual contract years. They haven't voided yet. They don't void until five days before the 2022 league year starts. So that's March 11th. So until March 11th, those are real contract years. So if you stuck low base salaries in there, you're not doing that deal right now because you would be violating this rule of providing a salary increase. Now, um, what you can do and is you can do another extension or you can do whatever, as many maneuvers as you want as long as the aggregate cap room doesn't increase for the years of players under contract. So in this case, that would be 21 through 2025. Even though 22 through 25 aren't real contract years, for these purposes, the aggregate cap numbers are 156 Point one five nine million because with the thirty-five million dollar salaries, he's got thirty-seven point two two five million dollar cap numbers in each of those years. This year, seven point two five nine. So as long as the in the common years, which would be twenty-one through twenty twenty-five, the cap numbers don't exceed this, you can do whatever you want. Now. In the New Deal, the aggregate cap numbers are $56.159 million. That's why it's fine. And we saw this kind of come into play previously this year, that the Saints had to do a salary cap maneuver with um, Marsh- Marshawn Lattimore's fifth-year option back in June. He's scheduled to make $10.244 million on the fifth-year option. And they added four voiding dummy years with salaries of $30 million in each of those years. Uh, converted $9.254 million of the option bonus into signing bonus to create cap space. So with those $30 million salaries, that gave them plenty of room to for them to do that extension they did right before the regular season, the real extension, 
where it averages just over $19.5 million per year. Aggregate cap room in that case um, for the real extension was less than the uh, cap aggregate cap numbers in um, the fake extension with the voiding year. So same concept here. Just didn't think that Taysom Hill would be someone you'd be doing this with. Now, it's a four-year, $40 million extension. Incentives and escalators, it maxes out to $94 million. Um, it's got incentives, $4.5 million each year. Um, salaries can escalate a max of $12 million. 2023 through 2025, so you've got $18 million in incentives, $36 million in total escalators, max deal $94 million over uh, four years. Now let's get into a little bit of a breakdown of the actual deal. Um, 2021 cap number remains the same. Had you done nothing and those uh, voiding dummy years had uh, Actually, the voiding had actually occurred. You'd have an $8.9 million cap charge in 2022 and then have to re-sign them. Now, under this deal, you've got one, you've got a, a $1.1 million fully guaranteed base salary. In 2022, he's got a $9 million roster bonus on the fifth day of the league year. It's guaranteed for injury right now five days after contract's execution is fully guaranteed skill and cap guarantees kick in so actually I should have said it's 10.1 million fully guaranteed not 10 um, so they're not going to cut him um, after giving him 10.1 million uh, fully guaranteed at signing in 2022 he's got a cap number now of 12.325 million in 2023 he's got a 9.9 million dollar base salary guaranteed for injury um, third day of the 2022 league year, which will be March 18th, this upcoming March 18th, the uh, $9.9 million base salary becomes fully guaranteed. Cap number in 2023, $12.125 million. 2023, um, $12.225 million uh, cap number. It's got a $10 million base salary. $1.5 million is guaranteed for injury. Uh, the $1.5 million becomes fully guaranteed. The skill and salary cap guarantees kick in on the third day of the 2024 league year. Um, 2025 cap number, has got a $10 million. Uh, cap number is $12.225 million. $10 million base salary. Nothing guaranteed. There is a 2026 year which automatically voids on the last day of the 2025 league year with a $10 million uh, base salary. Now, because they put that year in, and Saints typically have to do a lot of salary cap gymnastics at the beginning of the year, uh, during the early part of the offseason before the league year starts, to be cap compliant, I am anticipating that this $9 million roster bonus on the fifth day of the league year gets converted into signing bonus. So, most likely, they're going to lower Hill's cap number to $5.125 million and create $72 million of cap space by doing that. And in turn, um, 
raises 23 through 25 cap numbers by 1.8 million and also have 1.8 million of bonus proration in 2026. That's what I'm anticipating that um, they're going to do. Um, in this deal, um, Hill is pretty much assured of making 21.5 million. He's going to play, he's not going to get cut before 2024 at the earliest. Maybe the first time you cut him is in 2025. Because once you convert the 9 million, which I'm anticipating they're going to do, then if you did a conventional cut in 2024, and I'm factoring in the $1.5 million salary guarantee, which has an offset so they would eventually get a cap credit, should they cut him and he signed elsewhere, that they could get the whole one five back, assume, uh, assuming he signs for contract at least that much, that you'd have $11.35 million of dead money. You'd only save $2.675 million by releasing him then. Now, if um, you did a post you one designation before the third day of the league year to release him, you'd have to carry him on the cap, his full cap number, until June 2nd, but you save $8.5 million of cap space in um, 2024, have a $5.525 million cap charge, and then $5.825 million in 2025. So if you got rid of him in 2025 when he's made $30 million in new money off this deal, then you'd save $8.1 million on the cap, assuming you don't do any other restructures. You'd have $5.825 million in dead money. Now, um, in this deal... Um, the prior deal that the the contract at Taysom Hill was operating under, um, he had incentives which um, carried over. He's not going to earn any of these incentives because, and they become the foundation of the incentives in the new contract. The 2021 incentives are based on him participating in 70% of the offensive plays and the team having 11 wins, then he gets $150,000 if the club earns the uh, a buy for the wild card round. Then he'll earn another 50. He'll earn an additional $150,000. He can max out at a million on the incentives. It's for 3,250 passing yards or more, $150,000, 90 or more passer rating, minimum 224 attempts, then $150,000. Uh, 25 or more passing touchdowns, $150,000. Uh, 65% or better completion percentage, $150,000. Uh, 600 or more rushing yards, $150,000. And then there's up to $450,000 based on how far the team advances in the playoffs where he plays 50% of the plays in a playoff win. And... If he's Offensive Player of the Year, $250,000. He's not going to earn any of this stuff this year. Um, but the way the incentives work and the escalators work each year, that's the foundation of his bonus money, his performance bonuses. That for 23 through 2025, 20, you've got uh, $500,000. Amounts go way up for 3000 250 uh, passing yards. There's a minimum of 224 passing attempts. And where does this 224 passing attempt number come from? To qualify for passer rating, completion percentage, 
uh, you have to pass for 224, have to have 224 pass attempts or more. Um, that had worked out to 14 per game in a 16-game season. Uh, they really should raise that from 224 to 238 since we have a 17th game. And also it's listed in the CBA um, for what you need to have an incentive hit the likely, not likely to be earned standard. Anything you didn't do the year before is considered not likely. So all these will be not likely to be earned because uh, Hill hasn't come close to anything like this. So for the passing yards, it's um, 500,000 for 3,250 or more, then another uh, 500,000 for 4,000 or more passing yards. 90 more passer rating, $500,000. Uh, passing touchdowns, 25 or more, 750,000. And then an additional $1.25 million for 30 passing touchdowns. Completion percentage, 65% or more, $1 million. And you've got to have the 224 passing attempts to qualify for any of these. So these, this means that he basically, he's got to be the starting quarterback for the incentives. Now for the escalators, you've got escalators um, for the 23, to tw- the 23 through 25 Paragraph paragraph five or base or base salaries will increase based on what he did in the immediate prior season. And for regular season wins, it can be up to three point five million based on seventy percent play time and then winning either eleven games, twelve games, thirteen games or more. And it starts at seven hundred and fifty then it's an additional million for 12 wins. Then it's an additional 1.25 million for 13 wins. And if the club earns a buy in the wild card, card round, it increases for another 500,000. So that's 3.5 right there. And need a minimum of 224 passing attempts for this as well. Individual rushing yards, um, 600 or more, $500,000. Paragraph 5 salary increase, base salary increase. Then you've got something for playtime and postseason wins. It's 125000 for each playoff win. He participates in 50% of the offensive plays for each round of the playoffs. Maximum of 500000 for this part of it. Then, if in the immediate pre- previous season they're ranked in the top 10 or better in points scored, that's a million. Um, if they rank... In the top 10 in total offense in the prior season, that's another million. If he has six or more rushing touchdowns, that's 250. Another 250 for eight or more. Then another 500 for 10 or more. So that can be a million based on rushing touchdowns. And again, has to throw 224 pass attempts in the year in order for any of these to kick in. There's $500,000 for the Pro Bowl. And then there's up to $4 million based on him having 50% play time in a playoff game, uh, passing for 10 yards, minimum uh, 10 pass attempts. Um, I should say in the conference championship game, then it's $750,000. Um, a million dollars, same other requirements. In the Super when they in, in the Super Bowl, then 1.5 if they win the Super Bowl. So that's four million for that. So 16 million 
um, should say 18 million in incentives, 36 million in salary escalators. That's how we get to the 94 million. So this is only a contract which is more than the base value of 40 million over the four years if he is a starting quarterback, becomes the starting quarterback, and remains the starting quarterback. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, now that we've uh, broken down the contract, how much of the performance bonuses, um, incentives, and salary escalators are realistically achievable? Well, we don't have much of a track record to go on of Taysom Hill. The best thing we can do is extrapolate a full season from the four games he started last year when Drew Brees uh, was out because of broken ribs. Now, Saints won three out of those four games. He completed 71.9% of his passes, 82 of 114 attempts for 834 yards, threw four touchdowns, passes, had two interceptions, had a 96.89 passer rating, uh, 39 rushing attempts, 209 yards he picked up, and had four rushing touchdowns. So, if you wanted to um, extrapolate that out over 17-game seasons as a starting quarterback, then he's going to basically complete 349 out of 435 passes for the 71.9% completion percentage, throw for 3,545 yards, 17 touchdown passes, 9 interceptions, passer rating would be 96.89, would run the ball 166 times, for 888 yards and 17 rushing touchdowns. So, um, we'll use that as a base, baseline. With the incentives, he picked up 500 in the passing yards for going over uh, 3,250. Passer rating, over 90. That's 500,000. Doesn't get 25 um, T passes, zero. Completion percentage would get the million. It's over 65. So, that's a two million right there. So let's let's say he makes eight million total. They're three and one. So we'll say that's constant. That's twelve wins, and I may be a little generous there. Um, so that would be obviously he's going to play over seventy percent in those games that he started. He was a hundred percent for three of them, ninety-five percent for another. So he's over seventy percent play time. 
That's 1.75 million for the playtime and regular season wins. Rushing yards easily gets that. That's 500,000. Okay, playtime postseason wins. If they're 12 wins, based on their playoff history, past few years, we'll say they won a wild card game each year. That's 125,000. Points scored in those four games. Team averaged 24.25 points per game. That's not going to get you in the top 10. Total offense isn't going to get you in the top 10. If that's how many passing yards, that's going to be low. Rushing touchdowns, he's going to max that out. He's going to get more than 10. That's a million. He ain't going to the Pro Bowl. And he's not going to get the other um, incentive for the uh, postseason wins and playtime. So, um, that's going to be uh, $3.375 million that the salary is going to escalate if he remains constant, base salary. So, he'd earn $8 million in the incentives and $10.125 million in salary escalators if he played out the entire contract. So, that'd be another um, $18.125 million to bring the total to $58.125 million. So that'd make the average $14,531,125, which would be a steal for a starting quarterback. Now, let's say he can't be the starting quarterback, and what's a little concerning to me is what the Saints have done uh, since Jameis got hurt. I know Taysom Hill wasn't healthy to begin with, but Trevor Simeon's been the guy, and they've left um, him in this um, jack-of-all-trades type role that he's had in the past. And Trevor Simeon has not <laughs> been great. Play, the best he's played was uh, in relief of Jameis when they beat the Buccaneers. But this is a guy that, got released the roster cut downs and then re-signed, and he's making 990000 this year, minimum, league minimum, on a contract. So, And this is the guy you can't beat out, I guess, after the Thanksgiving game against the Bills. Once Taysom Hill's healthy enough to play from the foot, which kept him out on Thanksgiving Day, maybe he should get a shot at quarterback so you can see if he actually is the guy. Um, but... Let's say he's not the starting quarterback, then what is he? I, I know you could say offensive weapon, but is that a running back, receiver, tight end? So thanks to Pro Football Focus, they do positional breakdowns of where uh, someone takes takes snaps. And if you look at it from 2018 forward when he started getting this role, um, let's look at this year in particular. He's taken 30. He's played 147 plays on offense. 30 at quarterback. 13 he's lined up at running back. Uh, 33 at tight end. 38 in the slot, and 33 out wide as a wide receiver. Now, the slot um, snaps. I don't know whether to sign them solely to receiver or tight end. The reason I say that is if you took this breakdown and applied it to Jimmy Graham when he filed a grievance years ago to be classified as a wide receiver versus a tight end. It was two-thirds of his snaps were in the slot or out wide, and only 33% were in line as a tight end. Now, 
what the arbitrator ruled to make him a tight end was anytime you were within four yards of a tackle, then you're a tight end. So I don't know exactly where um, Taysom Hill lines up from looking at these breakdowns, but there's a more detailed breakdown that Pro Football Focus um, does where they have the slot where they designate it inside or outside. So if you take like the inside slot ones and assign those to tight end, then this year it's 50 tight end snaps, 54 um, wide receiver. In 2020, the breakdown was skewed more towards quarterback because he started the four games with the other plays where he lined up running back 26. And if you apply all the inside slot snaps to tight end, 66 tight end, 56 receiver. Uh, 2019, 36 times out of the 241 plays, he was a a quarterback. 20 lined up as a running back. You take the 21 inside slot receiver or slot snaps and apply them to tight end. That's 96 tight end snaps, 89 running back snaps. Now, 2018, 181 plays, quarterback 58, running back 11. You apply the four inside slot ones to tight end, 62. Tight end, 50 wide receiver. So if you look at the overall breakdown since 2018, he's been on offense of 1,041 plays, 448 have been at quarterback, 78 at um, running back. You take all 63 inside slot ones and put them at tight end, then it's 274 there, and, a, and 249 at wide receiver. So he's either a slot receiver or he's a tight end. Now, if he's a tight end at $10 million per year, he's a five's paid tight end in the league, and this is a guy who doesn't catch enough passes right now to justify uh, such salary. Now, they did have a tight end that uh, is now in San Diego last year, and this would – that's Jared Cook. And I know Adam Troutman's the, the, the tight end now, but we're talking about a guy who, in his career, has caught 34 passes for 388 yards. <laughs> if you caught 34 passes for 388 yards in a season, you're not getting $10 million per year. Is it? Well, I can't say that. I should say you shouldn't get $10 million per year, but Johnny Smith was like four, was like 41 for like 448 last year, and he's at $12.5 million per year. But you shouldn't sniff that, is what I'm saying. To be the eighth highest paid tight end in those year career stats, this year you've caught four passes. And if you're not going to be the quarterback, then in order to justify your contract, you're essentially going to have to do what Jared Cook did in two years he was there. On average, Jared Cook caught 40 passes for 600 yards and had eight touchdowns. Or if you're a receiver, they haven't really replaced Emmanuel Sanders. Last year, he had uh, 61 catches, 726 yards, five touchdowns. You have to put up pretty decent, put up like 50 catch, catch 50 passes a year, 600 yards, have some five, six, seven touchdown receptions. If you are going to justify that contract, if you are not starting quarterback, um, I think they're grossly overpaying Taysom Hill. Um, seems like he's got a guardian angel in Sean Payton. 
um, who had, whose affinity for the player may be clouding the financial judgment. There's also a guy that said that uh, previously he could be a Steve Young type, and if available, all 31 teams would uh, trade for him. Yeah, in a vacuum without knowing the compensation the Saints would want, but if the Saints were going to overvalue him, kind of like they did when they put the first-round tender on him in 2020 as a restricted free agent when he had 13 pass attempts, even though he was undrafted, a second-round tender would have sufficed. You never have anyone who's going to trade for him. But that's going to wrap up uh, this week's Inside the Cap as we've looked at Taysom Hill's contract and tried to put it in a little bit of context. Um, Hopefully he gets a chance um, to play quarterback on 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 go-forward basis this year. So we'll get a better idea to see if he could be the uh, quarterback of the future. If he's not going to be a quarterback, He's going to have a hard time living up to this contract. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening um, this week. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com um, column. Agents take on salary cap and contract matters. And we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.